0: The following message is by a guest speaker of Emmanuel Community Church. More information about the ministry of Emmanuel Community Church can be found online at www.emmanuelcommunity.org. Every year, as we celebrate these graduations, some of our parents did share this with you already, but I ask our eighth grade graduates and our twelfth grade graduates and their parents um, to come up with one word for their children, that will serve as an anchor for them. A word that confirms something about who they are in Christ or a word to describe um, what they pray or who they pray that God will be for their graduates in this coming four years and, or even who they pray that God will form them to be in the coming four years. Well, this year, I also have a word for our grads that I hope will serve as an anchor for all of you. All of our fifth grade, eighth grade, and twelfth grade graduates. And that word is friends. And that actually is the title of today's message. It's friends. Because good gifts or good friends are such a a, an important gift from God. As humans, uh, we are such relational beings and our friends are so vital in shaping who we are and what we believe, what our goals are in life, and even what we love and who we love. For our graduates, as you step into this next stage of life, one of my hopes, my prayers for you is that you will seek out and cherish your good friends. And I say seek out and cherish because friendships take work. They take effort. And though I did have our graduates specifically in mind in preparing this message, it surely, I hope, is relevant for our whole church. Especially as we kick off this summer, and as we make progress in beating this pandemic, to be reminded of the value of friendships. I hope that we will wholeheartedly pursue these kinds of friendships. And my prayer is that God would grant us the joy and comfort of having true friends to walk through life with. Today, um, I'm going to do something that's a little bit more interactive. <laughs> I hope this will help us not only to uh, stay awake and to stay alert here, but, but also to remember um, remember these words. And so I'm going to, uh, as we go through this, this sermon today, Um, go through four qualities of a true friend according to Scripture. This isn't supposed to be exhaustive. It's not everything that the Scripture says about friendship. But I think these are four important qualities of a true friend, okay? So hear me out here. I'm saying a real friend is one who will pull you up, push you down, love your wins, and even love your frowns, okay? I know it's cheesy, I know that I had to work to make that rhyme, but I ask you all to repeat this with me today, okay? So can we say this together? We want friends who will pull you up, push you down, love your wins, and even love your frowns, okay? I'm gonna have you guys repeat this with me, so try to remember, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz you as we go through today. And, and, and um, so the first quality of a real friend is, there are people who will pull you up. Very good, very good. A friend who will pull you up. I want you guys, as you go into this next stage of life, to find a friend who will carry your burdens with you. In Galatians 6.2, it says, carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Though the American dream tells us to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, it's honestly a whole lot easier if you have a friend next to you who will pull you up instead, Right? And ironically, that phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, is, is actually completely absurd. It's like taking your shoelaces on your shoe and trying to lift yourself by them, right? It doesn't work. And actually, the original usage of that phrase was not what it means today. It's not to be a self, self-made man or, or to, to make things happen for yourself, but it actually was supposed to represent something that is literally impossible and absurd. Because life is hard. School is hard, and dating is hard, and work is hard, and marriage and raising children are hard, and retirement is hard, and growing old is hard. Life is full of these challenges and hardships, and it isn't meant to be lived alone. We're meant to share our burdens with one another. We're meant to lean into our communities and to depend on other people. So find a friend who will carry your burdens with you, who will pull you up, when you need it, and be willing to allow them into those hard spaces to carry your burdens with you. That means being willing to ask for help and to being vulnerable and to admitting our needs. Brené Brown writes, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. And truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. Find friends that you can be vulnerable with, who will carry those burdens with you. When I think of good friends, I think of uh, moving because um, you can only expect real friends to help you when you move because where else and what other situation of life can you pay people for like 10 hours of grueling physical labor with cold drinks and pizza, right? And I'm reminded of even when John and Jessica Ahn shared their testimony earlier this year about when they moved and their movers were late and didn't show up and the community group showed up for them. The physical work of moving all of your possessions from one house to another, of loading them all in a truck and of having to unload them and lifting couches and sofas and beds, you can't do those things on your own. And it's not because you're weak. It's because it's just too much for you to do alone. And you shouldn't have to. And same thing in life. When the burden is too heavy, it's not because you're weak. It's because you're not meant to carry those things alone. There will be things that life throws at you that, that feel heavy because they are. So find friends who will carry those burdens with you. So the first thing was pull you up. The second quality of a friend is somebody who will push you down and you could probably all thinking like what like why do you want a friend who's going to push you down what i mean by push you down is that you want to find a friend who will be willing to tell you the hard truth in proverbs 27 verse 17 says as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another in verses five to six it says open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed faithful are the wounds of a friend but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful Good friends are willing to tell you the hard truths. Have you guys ever come home at the end of a long day and you find, you know, you go to the bathroom and wash your hands or brush your teeth at the end of the night or something. and, And you find when you look in the mirror for the first time all day that you have like a little piece of like red pepper flake or something like stuck in your teeth. Anybody ever had that experience before? And then you're sitting there, like, you're thinking back on what you've been doing all day. And you've been, like, laughing and smiling at people. And you saw that cute girl early at the cafe. And, you know, you've been having conversations with people all day. And you're thinking about like, when did I eat this? And, like, it wasn't at dinner. It was at lunchtime when I had something with red pepper flakes. So I had this all day long, and nobody bothered to tell me. My wife gets mad at me all the time when she finds stuff in her teeth. She's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, i had I, like, I didn't notice. I'm sorry. But good friends are the ones who will tell you that you have something stuck in your teeth, who will tell you when you smell bad, when your breath smells bad, or that your last haircut was actually better than this one, or that those jeans don't actually look that flattering on you. And they're not telling you all this because they hate you or because they're trying to be mean, but because of their love for you. And it's not only for these external things that they're willing to point out, but even for your character flaws, things that hurt and might cut deeper. People that are willing to tell you that, you know what, like you've had a really short temper these days. That you've been too busy for your friends. That you broke a promise to me and actually it's not really okay because it hurt. Friends who will tell you that you shouldn't treat your brother or talk to your sister like that. Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed faithful are the wounds of a friend and this isn't to say that good friends are the people that are always critical of you but it's the people who genuinely say these things out of love and you know that they say it out of love because of the way that they've demonstrated their love for you over and over and over so they've built a relationship with you where they can have the confidence that yes this might hurt for you to hear it now but you know that i'm doing it for your good And they can recognize those ugly bits in you. And they're willing to tell you to your face because even though they see those things in you, that they love you just the same. So a good friend is one who pulls you up, will push you down, and anybody remember? Will love your wins. Love your wins. Find a friend who loves when you win. Romans 12, 15, it says rejoice with those who rejoice. And I'll tell you that even though this sounds like, yeah, that's easy to do, that good, like, any kind of a friend can be with you in good times, that's kind of true. But honestly, rejoicing with those who rejoice is sometimes much harder than we often think. In this dog-eat-dog world, competition is everywhere. And I remember what it was like when I was in junior high and high school. Every time you get back a test, what's the first thing you do? You ask the person next to you, what did you get? What did you get, right? Unless they're smarter than you. And then if they're smarter, then you turn to the other side. You say, what did you get, right? Because most of the time, we love to win. We love to compare and to see whether or not we're beating others out. But a real friend loves when you win. They're genuinely glad for your successes without feeling those pangs of jealousy that they can celebrate your victories and your accomplishments without feeling like they have to outdo you, without feeling like you're showing them up. And the reason why these real friends can love you when you win is because your wins have become their wins. Find a friend who loves your wins. And the last one for today is we want to find friends who who will pull you up Push you down, love your wins, and even love your frowns. Find a friend who makes you laugh, but not all the time. The second half of Romans 12, 15, after it says rejoice with those who rejoice, it also says weep with those who weep. Proverbs 17, 17 says a a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. It's important to have a good, good time with your friends, but maybe what defines a good friend is less about how f- nice and fun they are when times are good and more about what they do when times are bad. I'm reminded of what Pastor Peter shared a couple of weeks ago in his message on lament, that illustration of those two dinosaurs who are sitting next to each other, right? And the first one says, I'm sad. And his friend says to him, I'm sorry, and I'm here for you. And the sad dinosaur looks at him and says, aren't you going to tell me to cheer up? People always tell me to cheer up. And his friend replies, no, I still like you when you're sad. Find a friend who makes you laugh, but not all the time. Find someone who still likes you when you're sad and when you're ugly, when you're mean, when you're having a bad day, when you're not in a good mood and is willing to sit with you in it. There's this Korean drama that Connie and I have been watching lately called Reply 1988. And it's a fantastic, wholesome drama about community. If you have Netflix, I would highly recommend it. This drama centers on these five high school students and their families in a rural neighborhood in Korea in 1988. And one of those five high schoolers named Tech is this National Paduk, or like a Go Game champion. And it's essentially the equivalent of being like a chess grandmaster. So maybe Ian, you can play against him one day. He's this national celebrity who's always traveling to compete in these international competitions, and he literally just studies and practices Paduk like all day long. And the only time when he's away from the game is when he's spending time with these friends of his. And the amazing thing, though, about these friends is that every time he's about to travel to go to somewhere to play in this competition, and they're sending him off and saying their farewells, what they always say to him is, It's okay to lose. It's okay to lose. Because as this national champion, as this person who is the prize of their entire nation in this game, everyone expects him to win all the time. They're hanging their hopes on him, expecting that he's always gonna come through for them. But his friends, his close group of real friends, tell him it's okay to lose. Meaning that we know that they all are hanging on there are hopes for you to win, but we want you to know that win or lose, when you come back here, we still love you. We're here for you. And sure enough, in one of those episodes when he loses a match and is deeply discouraged, his friends come and gather in his house and rally around him, and they just are willing to sit with him in it. Find a friend who loves you so much that they are able to love you even when you lose. Sit with you when you're frowning. So a real friend is one who will pull you up, push you down, love your wins, and even love your frowns. And of course, the more important thing, rather than just thinking about how we can find these friends, is my challenge to all of your grads, is to become this kind of friend. If you want to find these kinds of friends, the quickest way to do that is to be This kind of friend, someone who will pick others up and will push them down and love their wins and love their frowns. Be someone who carries their burdens with them and gladly responds to their cries for help. Be someone who will tell your friends the hard truths, but do so in a way that is covered in absolute assurances of your love and acceptance of them where they are. Be a friend who celebrates your friend's victories and will sit with them in their sadness and their hurts. And some of you might hear this today and say that just because I'm that kind of a faithful friend doesn't mean that they're going to reciprocate and be that kind of friend to me. I may be doing all that I can, but that doesn't mean that the other side is going to do the same. We may have been hurt by past friendships. We may have been betrayed and rejected by people that we care about, ghosted by a whole group of our friends for no good reason. i want to acknowledge that hurt and that pain today i'm genuinely sorry that you went through those miserable experiences because i know that that's hard but i also want you to know that there is still hope that god invites us as his children as citizens of his kingdom to do so many things that are impossible apart from him but are made possible because of the gospel and I think everything that i said up until now could have been said at any graduation ceremony, at any, any place where they're celebrating, celebrating grads. But what makes this different today is that the word of God actually has something to say that will be able to transform our friendship, that empowers us to be able to be these kinds of friends for others. These are biblical truths about friendship, but we don't just need these biblical truths, but we need this gospel power for that transformation to take place. And we don't become these kinds of friends just by trying real hard or by picking ourselves up by our bootstraps. But we can become these kinds of friends because Jesus is this kind of friend to us. Jesus is exactly this kind of friend. He tells us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let me carry some of that burden with you to lighten your load. He tells us the hard truth just as he did with Peter when when he was about to go to the cross and Peter was saying, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. I will never forsake you. And Jesus looks him in the eye and says, no, Peter, you will, even this very day that you will deny me three times. And Jesus, all the while, was praying for Peter and would later encourage and reinstate him. Peter told him the hard truth in love. And though we, like Peter, deny him and reject him and break his heart, Jesus gladly For the joy that was set before him endured the cross on our behalf. Genuinely loving our wins, even when it meant hurt for him. That he tied himself so closely to us that our win was his win. And that was what made him willing to go to the cross on our behalf. Our salvation meant his glory. And so Jesus loves our winds and he sits with us in our hurts just like he did with mary and martha when their brother lazarus died when he invited doubting thomas to put a hand in his side and in his hands that he sat with them in their hurts and he sent his holy spirit to empower us and to remind us and to comfort us because jesus is this kind of friend to us And that's what empowers us to be this kind of friend to others. It's because he loved us that we can love others this way. So again, my sincere hope for all of us today, and especially for our graduates, is that because we have experienced this incredible love and friendship of our Lord Jesus Christ, that in this next season of life, that we will both find friends and become friends who will pull others up, push them down, love their wins, and even love their frowns. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being this friend to us, for being a God who um, celebrates our victories with us, rejoices with us, but is also willing to sit with us in our ugliness, in our sadness, in the hard times in life. We thank you for being a God who will point out our flaws, who's willing to tell us the hard truths, who's willing to carry burdens with us and for us. Father, we pray that you would transform us by the power of your Holy Spirit to be these kinds of friends for others, that you would Um, bless us and our graduates especially as they move on to this next stage of life with friends who will be these kinds of people for us, who will be this sort of a community that will help us to make it through the highs and the lows of life. God, we thank you for our community that we have here at ICC. We pray that you would shape us to be a community that will support one another in this very way as well. We love you, Lord. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.